Hello, this is Titi Olaolu Hassan. You can call me T-O-H. I'm your <laughs> Project Random is an atribic initiative. It is supported by Law Union and Rock Insurance PLC. Music was created by Christopher Ogwe and recorded at the Atribical Studio. Lagos, Nigeria. Hello, this is Project Random with Mina. <laughs> I don't know why I'm singing. Anyways, welcome to the show. With me, I have Soul Child. You're supposed to say something. Okay. <laughs> You're supposed to say something. All right. Yeah, say hi. Hi, guys. Hi, <laughs> Project Randomas. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you very much. I, I want to say thank you to all the support we've had so far. It's been very enlightening, all your responses. And we do have a surprise for you with Aziza Kabibi. And I do promise that it's going to be worth your time. So watch out in the next two weeks for this particular surprise. And I have another surprise for you too. I don't know why I keep... I'm just piling up your surprises. But I have two surprises for you actually. So <laughs> I'm going to pile up the surprise. I'm not going to deliver it like that. I'm actually just going to deliver a mini episode. The reason why I'm calling it a mini episode is because it's not my episode. This is not about me or about what I think. It's about the opinion of somebody who has been in those shoes or knows something that I don't. Anyways, so basically it's just somebody else telling me I'm wrong. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about a very interesting story. As usual, I only bring the most interesting stories to you guys. Um, We got a letter from a certain, well, wasn't a letter, more like an email from a fan saying she wanted to share something. And I'm, I'm going to read out the letter for you guys and tell you her story and hopefully this would become a trend because I, I really would like you people to send me uh, stories that you would like me to trash out or talk about um, the email is projectrandompodcast at gmail.com thank you very much for sending in advance um, please be as articulate as possible I cannot read meanings into your stories that would be awesome um, and I will always I would definitely read them to you or read them to my listeners my many 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 listeners <laughs> <laughs> so here goes dear Mina I love your show I'm Okwe from Surilere mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay Surilere <laughs> Anyways, okay. Trying to be serious. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to to be serious now. Okay. I like how you talked about the Akudaya story. And I have one special myth I'd like to share with you to debunk or, you know, trash out the way Mm. you do. My dad told me this story many years ago. I always chalked it down to him making it up or trying to be, you know, more spiritual in that sense but recently i have felt that there must have been some truth to it because my uncle corroborated the story so my father grew up in a rural setting with his family his dad had a farm a distance away from the house he his mother and his elder brother were on their way to this farm because he was young but not he wasn't going to help with the farm he was just he was young like two three he wasn't young enough to farm but he was young enough to walk that kind of young. This way, picked up my father 
and my father wasn't strong enough to fight this wind. Um, picked him up from the grip of my, my grandmother and my father was taken away from them. He ended up in the middle of this wind and this whirlwind and was there for quite some time. The wind moved off to a particular point and after what seemed like hours to him, it dropped him somewhere in the middle of the forest. It seems that my grandmother and my uncle were tracking this wind to find my dad, obviously. Even though he was terrified, he basically stayed calm, I think. I would like to think that he would stay calm. <laughs> uh, obviously, what are you going to do? You're not going to stay calm. So he was dropped in the middle of the forest and he started crying out for my grandmother. His mom found him in this state with tears on a strange mat, just lying there in the middle of the forest with him on this mat. At this point, my grandmother picked him up and they went home trying to forget the horrible thing that happened. Later that night, he, his brother and the rest of the family were sitting on this mat having dinner when they heard a strange sound coming from the bushes because they lived close to the bushes. This bush started to rustle. Now, I'm going to do a voice. It's a strange voice, but I could, the only reason why I'm doing this voice because I've done a little bit of research before I'm reading out this letter to you. So don't think that I know more than I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that much. I'm just telling you. So the sound was very scary. Have I said, have I said it right? No. Okay, say it, say it right, please. Uh-huh. I'm still going to use your voice instead. <laughs> Anyways, so the bushes were rustling and they were hearing the sound over and over again. And they were terrified. They didn't know what to do. And, you know, it struck them that, and I think that that's the point that it occurred to, the, <laughs> to his mom that, hey, I stole somebody's mat. I should definitely return it. Even at this point, they still refused to leave this mat. Or I'm serious. They sat down on this mat. <laughs> <laughs> the whole crisis came to a head when they heard this sound right in their midst on this mat. While they were sitting down in this compound, they took to their hills and left the mat, obviously. They stayed indoors till morning and by the time they came back out, the mat was gone. A lot of things were scattered in the process, but the mat was gone too. My father always attributes his brilliance to this thing because he was the one that stayed longest on the mat and that was supposed to be his reward for holding on to this mat for a long time, even though he was a baby. And you know, because he was a baby, the spirit couldn't take the mat the first time. So when he was lifted up and his mom took the mat, he had to follow them and get his mat back. So he was the only one who stayed on this mat for a very long time. My uncle corroborates the story because he was older and he was he was a witness to this whole story. I never met my grandmother, so I don't know her side of the story. My dad still says it till today that he was carried by a whirlwind and found a strange mat. Mm. And yes, this is the story of a bird. Baby. <laughs> yeah, so this is the story of my bush baby. So she goes on to say, please share this story. I would love people to weigh in and tell me what they think. Up where from Sue Leary. Hmm. So what do you think? 
Cecil Child. I, I, I feel like you're just like, nah, man. <laughs> nah, man. This story is too, too <clears throat> deep. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, okay, there are so many stories while we're going up. I probably might tell you some of my stories some other time, but let's just keep it to this Bush Baby one. Most times, I probably don't want to believe a lot of stories because they look too made up, like, like a script written for a movie or something. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I would still hear somebody else confirm the stories and they would say they, they know about it, they know about it. And you'd be like, okay, two, can it, can it be coincidence? And two people can actually confirm that same story. What should this be all about per se? But yeah, when we were growing up then, there was this Inwi. Yeah, they called them Inwi. <laughs> like Bush Baby. They said they exist. But maybe because we didn't grow up in the, in the, the bush area, in the villages, because we, we grew up in the city, we don't no, we don't have an experience of all these stuff. But, yeah, but I, I was lucky to study about an area where there's bush in us. Really? Is, is that luck? Is that luck? <laughs> yeah. Do you really want to call it luck? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was not meant to be there. So, okay. And I found myself there. So I, broke, I broke a record. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> I broke a record. So I, I studied in there. Uh, I'm still looking out for people that went to that school. Though. I don't know about Jabodi. I probably have not met anybody that, that, that is another really? of that school. Or, uh, ex, are, you that sure, school. are you sure that school still exists? Yeah. Well, I was there. I think the owner died. So it, it became memorial. So it's Sunny Luba Memorial in Jabodi. My dad was working at Jabodi then. We came by me. So we were dropped in that school because my mom was not still my dad. That story, you know, personal okay. story. So I will drop in a boarding school to not keep my father too much of stress taking care of us. So what I'm trying to say is, why in that school there were so many superstitious stuff that we went through? Seriously, Joe people are at the hill on our tribe. <laughs> so there were so many things that we experienced. Sometimes there was a particular time where they say, there's one bed that stands in front of our hostel every night that looks that look after us in the hostel. So some of my mates would stand up at night to go and watch the bed if it's there. And when they see the bed, they call, they call each other person, 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 the bed is there, the bed is there. At night, it makes some noise. Mm-hmm. And then maybe after the noise, maybe after after a while, we won't hear that noise anymore. There was this particular this particular cat too that we see often too. Everything was I stories upon stories. That they, everybody, everybody would come up with their own story. This cat was this from that. This cat was this from that. But the only thing I think I saw once that would be similar to the bush baby where this set of men wearing white and white that do carry calabash and walk past the bush behind our hostel. Are you kidding? I think I've seen them once when I, when I was going to eat myself at night. And ever since that time, I don't go out anymore. I rather pee on that bed. <laughs> so I won't see this woman anymore because it was scary. The experience of those people were on TV, but uh, on in movies and uh, and I see these guys carry that same stuff, wearing white and white, making noise, doing some noise and all stuff, walking past my hostel, back up my hostel. What am I trying to come up with? There are so many stories, but because we don't experience them, it's very hard for us to accept that they exist. Yeah, the wind carry people. I think I heard about that too. Though I've never seen that before, but my grandma will tell you that that wind, when it's very, when it's very strong, can, can pick up a little child, maybe not the adult, but little child. But about the math thing, yeah, I heard the story too that they, when you pick their math, they will disturb you until you get their math back. But if you can hold their math for seven days, you have wealth beyond. Your has there been anybody? Has there been anybody that has had that math for seven days? You can't because it tortures you. I think I think Dangote had it for seven days. Dangote story, how he made money, I don't know. <laughs> so maybe Dangote, Dangote and Co had it for seven days. They should tell us their story of how they made money because you're supposed to hold it for seven days and from 
what they say they disturb you you can't sleep <laughs> like all through the the whole thing they would wherever it is the matters if the if the matters in your room you would hear them beside you okay, when 2016 if i can get like 20 people that would tell me this story consecutively and, and i think that they actually i don't think people that, that this thing mm-hmm. has happened to mm-hmm. listen to this podcast maybe somebody that because knows, a lot of people them. that mm-hmm. would tell you this story mm-hmm. they're probably older generation people want to they move to the city so it's their children that know the story okay, just the way this little girl found out the story from the father's mouth somebody should, should know something from their uncle or their big uncle or their grandma when they went home for holiday or when, when, when they were studying at Dekiti or maybe when they were in school in uh, in Anambra or all those rural areas I guess there's somebody that, that went there to study that would have met people that would have introduced them to lots of spacious stories I saw them spacious stories because, because that, me I don't think I, <laughs> don't, think such things I exist. don't believe it exists just the way somebody will tell you there's no God too so that's how it works that's how it works sometimes so it's about experience experience will make it more 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 acceptable when you don't experience it it'll be hard for you to believe that it is but you do know that the bush baby is actually a real animal it's actually a real animal that cries like a baby how do they look like they look they're very ugly actually scary scary ugly. like a monkey like the they're monkey like that monkeys evolved. they're like monkeys that evolved. like these obo yeah. sapiens that we were taught about it's not about they're not even really more like they i think they look more like a koala bear a mix between a koala bear and a monkey that can't speak they can't speak they just cry like babies, and that sound that they make is the same sound of Ebami Ben Edenimi. That's Yoruba language. Uh, so that means babies are Yoruba. They Yoruba. Spe- no, they don't yeah. speak. Mm. It's not that they speak. They don't speak. They just cry. They cry like babies, and they have this sound that sounds like Ebami Benimi. Okay, somebody from this. I'm, I would debate a little bit. Some apology story. When we were growing up, they said he kicked a ball that was <laughs> ball of ball of I uh, had, I stone, had, and I uh, had. They, they were playing against Indians that don't wear shoes to play football, and he. Would, that's what India is banned for. <laughs> lion and some people just still kick the ball. That's him. That with, with, with this and he's called and he, that was how he passed out and he died. Many years, so many people confirmed that story. Are you so serious? many people confirmed that story. Yeah, yeah. And story? yeah, they, 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 not confirmed per se, but they, they say the same stories. They saw it. That, like they happened. They like it happened. It happened. Paraji was killed. And Indian people killed him. That there, there was a match hundred one. <laughs> That somebody's got 100 goals. And then, yeah. So what I'm trying to come up with, all these stories look like some, some people make it up for, for excitement and for fun and fabu. Hey, yeah, that's enough looking for some money. You call it fabu. When we're young, coming out, they will say fabu, fabu. Then somebody will tell, tell, tell his own story. And end of the day, somebody will say fabu me and they will argue and all stuff. And it didn't happen. It happened. It happened. So I just, to me, I just still want to believe that it's a, it's a fabricated story for something. In we, in we yes, I, they, they they are in they are they are they exist in Yoruba story in Yoruba story book that we we meant to to read when we we're growing up when in Yoruba class when we we're in primary schools there were a lot of many stuff about Ogun Shango Oya Inwings too was part of them and all those stories all the myths, yeah. so probably I think all these things I believe is just stories written for I don't know I, think, I, don't, I, think, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want anybody to come and bite me tomorrow morning so why would you say that about a culture I don't know a tradition or something but no, for me no, I, I, I think you I think you're right but I also believe that people go through certain experiences that cannot be explain. I intensely believe in the spiritual. I believe that there are things that you definitely can never understand until mm-hmm. probably when you die and God explains things to you. I know that mm-hmm. is for sure. But I also know that human beings 
try to make up stories to explain the unexplainable. You know, it's the reason why Greeks have Zeus or have different gods. The same way that the British have their own myths, the sirens, that's for pirates, and, or the same way that some people believe in reincarnation. I did touch on reincarnation in the Akudaya story, which mm-hmm, is the mm-hmm, first episode, mm-hmm. which led to this one. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, reincarnation is another thing, and this spans over cultures. This is not even... This is not even a thing. And the way it happens, it happens differently in every culture. Same thing with the bush baby. I've never heard any non-Yoruba person talk about the bush baby. Exactly. That's why I said, is bush baby Yoruba people or Yoruba people? The funny thing, I did some research and it seemed like something like that exists in some other African country. Okay, so there's another myth about the bush baby. It's an urban myth. It says that there's a story of an orphanage where caretakers are taking all the children in. They heard the shrill cry of a baby. One of them went out to check what was going on and it said that those inside only heard her scream a little. By the time they got out, all they could see was blood and flesh at Miss torn clothes, and the bones were very visible. He had eaten her. Hmm. So not only does it do the math thing, it actually eats people too. Are you sure there's a lion that came through and ate somebody and <laughs> tore the person to pieces and left? And somebody says it's a bush baby. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a dangerous animal. All these, all, all these uh, predator, predators that, that, that came through and ate somebody up and they were like, mm, bush baby. Okay, another myth of the bush baby is a long time ago, a woman met a man from another tribe. Even though courtship outside one's own tribe was forbidden, they fell in love and carried on their secret affair. Soon, after the woman became pregnant and no longer was their affair a secret, she was shunned by her tribe because of her unwanted pregnancy. The mother was unable to look after her baby and thus decided she would desert the baby in the African bush. I don't know why they seem to think Africa is one big country. There's no proof that this happened and there's no proof that this happened in anywhere in Africa Mm -hmm. because, well, Africa is huge. The mother thought the baby would soon die from the dangers of the African wildness. But the baby did not die and was lost there forever in this bush. In the African bush. In the African (laughs) bush. (laughs) And it's now state claims that the soul of the baby now haunts the African wildness, crying every night for its parents, hoping for rescue. Its cries always can be heard late at night in the bush. And this legend originated from the fact that the bush baby's cry sounds remarkably similar to that of a human's baby's cry. Well, the fact that it's an African bush, me, I would just disconnect. Exactly. I like the story. Although the bush baby is not dangerous, (laughs) it is regarded as an omen of death in some African countries. If one sees a bush baby moving around at night with a mat and a magical touchlight. Oh yeah, I forgot about the touchlight part of it. Yes, it is. Or a lantern. It's not a touchlight, it's a lantern. It's not a touchlight. It's a touchlight because it's not an African person. It's not a touchlight, it's a lantern. Atupa. Atupa. It said the mat being its tail and the touchlight being its big eye, they should expect bad news from their loved ones. Mm-hmm. Someone you know will die when you see the bush baby at night. <laughs> That's so ominous. <laughs> Okay, uh, I just see it as one creative writer. <laughs> creative writer. Very creative <laughs> creative writer. Writer. Very, very creative He's a very creative writer. Very, very creative writer. I like the fact that they need to just create something for Africans to just think that's, that's what they're all about. But it, sometimes we need to validate things for them so they don't see us as some weird kind of self-people so, or something like exactly. that. Exactly. So, but in South Africa, it's a well-known folklore or mythological creature, rather, called the Tokoloshe. I pronounced it like a Yubagil. Yubagil, yeah. I know that's not 
know how they pronounce mm, it. Tokoloshi. I pronounce it like a guy trying to be phonetic. Fo- <laughs> <laughs> if you know, if you know how, if you have a better pronunciation, <laughs> let me know. This creature is a dwarf-like evil spirit that only comes out at night to cause trouble for others. According to legend, the only way to keep safe from the Tokoloshi is to keep a brick beneath each leg of your bed so that the Tokoloshi cannot reach you. I remember hearing stories of it when I was a child and even saw somebody who had bricks under each leg of their bed. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Thank God he said with all this popular belief and superstition. But you see, the thing about it is that your brothers believe that when you see one, it's a sign of wealth to come. And this one said, if you are, if you are, if you are strong enough to hold on to the mat. Okay, I want to just imagine. Okay, let me imagine for a minute. I, I like to walk my head a little bit sometimes. A bush baby, a mat, a lantern. That's the Yoruba story, anyway. That's our own indigenous story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he has a lantern on him, mm-hmm. a mat. Mm-hmm. And it, it works in, in the night. That makes me think of a bush baby as an human being with hands, leg, high, head, two hands, right? You can use one, use, use one, use one to hold. Yeah, either small or big, at least he has two hands or she has two hands. <laughs> you can use one to pick the, the mat, the other one to hide the lantern, or probably just hang, hang, hang the, uh, the mat and under the armpit and use the hand, the same hand to pick the lantern. So I'm imagining a bush baby as an human being, or maybe like I said, maybe a evolving human, a evolving human like the Homo sapiens or the Homo erectus or something. Another, another, another theory that I would like to pitch in at this point is that anybody, even though I've, I haven't seen one, does anybody consider that this could be an African version of, say, a gnome or a fairy or a pixie? Hmm. Yeah, it could be one of those things. It could just be because there are a whole lot of cultures outside that believe in little beings that cause mischief. I don't know about being blessings. I mean, fairies grant wishes. It could be that the mat is a sign that when you when they say riches, I mean, what else are you gonna ask for? <laughs> if you've had a mat for seven days and they you've come to you you're like, okay, fine, now let's negotiate. What do you want for my mat? And you're like, oh, I need money. <laughs> <laughs> money, money. So I'm just saying that um, has anybody considered that this is just an African version of a, of what we call the pixie, of what um, European cultures call the pixie, gnomes, dwarfs. Well, not dwarfs in the sense of being dwarfs being midgets. I don't know if there's any difference between the two. <laughs> I'm not sure. And that's it. That's territory that I'm not very. But when I mean dwarfs, I mean mythical dwarfs. Mm-hmm. Dwar- uh, mythical dwarfs, pixies, gnomes, gollywogs. If there is such a thing. <laughs> And uh, uh, there, there was one, while we were growing up then, there was one movie that I was privileged to see then back in those days of the Bioa Films production and stuff. There's this twin, uh, Abami, 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 almost something like that. I can't remember the name of that movie. I don't know why I did not tell. Uh, very, very, very indigenous. I mean, Nigerian man. So there's this two, I don't know how, the, how I wouldn't say terrible looking, I wouldn't say not looking like humans per se. They have this V, V looking hair, like, like a square. They have the body of, a, of an human being. They used them for a movie then. Anybody that, 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 that lived in that year that could remember that movie, they were like a Bamieda or more than. They, they, they were twin, they were twin, they were twin. 
this kind of look per se is what I think of when I when I hear Ingwin when I was growing up then I used to imagine them they this had the, this should be what the bush baby looks like. Looks like and then how did these guys uh, live? Are you sure it's not makeup? It's not makeup. They were real those days. Maybe they are dead now or they are still alive somewhere. But I think somebody somebody that's listening should if they lived in the nineties to the two thousand watching movies then Yoruba movies then there was, there was two they were twin yeah yeah they were twin they were twin then then that had they used for a movie then they looked just like what I can call Inwin in my head. But think of it. Why do I want why does why do I want to think that Inwin Inwin story that the Bush baby story was made up by our grandfather for one excuse for something. Okay imagine what's the reason Im, imagine somebody went to sell the son or a friend or if somebody that those times of the, the times that they were taking slavery then and slaves then mm-hmm. abroad maybe this guy went to sell some of somebody and to make up story for how he made money or had money then he came up with a I I met Bush baby and I kept the mat for seven days and that was how I made this money that I'm having on me right now so if you want to spell with me, spell with me. Go and look for your own bush baby too. Exactly. That could also be it. There's also a myth about that. About There's a podcast I listened to recently. Um, I'm going to refer to it. It's called Law by Aaron Mankey. And he had a story about the paired piper. And the, the story then was that this man came into town and when they needed to get rid of rats. Hmm. And the, the town was overcome with lots of rats. It was ruining their food and making the whole town uncomfortable to live in so they got in this expert to come in and remove the rats and he was like look for every rat that I kill you're going to give me a certain amount of money and he go okay yeah, sure sure no problem just get rid of the rats that's the mayor um, negotiated this rule this thing and when they did that he stood in the middle of town and started to play his flute he didn't even look like a rat catcher because most rat catchers have rats strapped to their bodies and dead rats strapped to their bodies yeah, once we like see that. on uh, Kajalong when you want to go when you want exactly. to put him back so this man goes in and goes to the middle of the town starts playing his flute the rats come running and he dances to the nearest stream and walks into the water <laughs> the rats enter the water and drown every single one of them and he came back out and said look I've gotten rid of your rats give me my money and this guy go, and the mayor goes look we don't have a number of how many rats you killed so as a result we cannot give you any money and they cheated him and shot changed him and he cursed the town that he was going to come back and that when he does they will regret it I think that was what he said I'm not sure go listen to the podcast if you want to <laughs> I don't know what, even know what episode it was he went for a while and a couple of years after he came back this time he was dressed in all black or all brown dress he, he came with a purpose and everybody was in church with a Sunday apparently and everybody was in church praying but a lot of kids were at home for some reason and he went to the middle of town this time he wasn't calling the rats he was calling the kids <laughs> and that's how he said playing the flute and all every single child they danced into the water danced, no danced with him and walked away and nobody knows where those kids are till today. It was biggest ice cream seller that I used to come and make noise, you know, I was still more young then. <laughs> you know, this, so, this. so that's it. <laughs> Maybe that sound comes, we have gone crazy already. Mommy, I want ice cream. <laughs> Big ice cream. They're not advertise ice cream this year. They just come with this cold ice cream this, and they make this, noise and we all go out. But this happened in, in just not far after. This was an European town. I'm not sure if it was Swedish or German town. Um, like I said, 
I this was just a podcast I listened to and I found very interesting and I thought it was pertinent to mention it. And this the reason why I'm mentioning it is because of what Soul Child mentioned earlier about it being deployed to cover up slavery. Mm-hmm. You see, around that particular point in time, there was also they were trying to colonize different towns. So people, the government charged certain people to go look for people to go and move to those new towns. And a lot of times people were reluctant to move, but they were willing because they were very poor to sell their children to Mm. move to those towns. And instead of it, and this town could have been so poor that they all decided to sell their children. And then when they sold their children and when people are like, we don't have, you don't have any children in here. I'm like, oh, sorry. You know, and then they made up this story to cover up the thing that they did, to, to, to cover up the thing that they did to um, make themselves look good. And so this story has been passed down over and over and over and over again, instead of the truth, which is that they sold their children to colonize other towns. And these children were made into soldiers, into other things, made in to do other things, you know, hard labor and a whole other things like that. So... You, you're right. Um, a lot of myth is created for basically to cover up, um, cover up crimes, and evil, cover up thing, evil things, evil things done, and uh, evil things done yeah, to yeah. other people. Yeah. So I would like to, um, I think I would like to end up end adult. And uh, thank you, Silchav, for coming and listening, you're and, welcome, Mina. and um, participating in this conversation. You're welcome, Mina. Um, you can follow. Um, Project Random on Twitter and Instagram. It's called DA Project Random. That is Da Project Random at Da Project Random. So just follow us and leave a comment, say something. We're also on iTunes now, so no excuses. You can rate, like, comment, review. Audio Boom is our new home. I would love to get more subscribers. Please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Leave a comment, leave a review, whatever. Even if I don't like it, just say something. Uh, thank you. And also, please don't forget to share. Also, you can also join us on Facebook. There's a Facebook page and there's a Facebook group. I don't know why I created both, but I felt like people needed to have conversations rather than just have daily updates about what is going on with Project Random. So please converse, converse, converse. Thank you very much. And have a lovely day. It's been real.